This is your morning routine. Listen, respect my name. Cap and J Hood. That's right. That's right. We bad. Uh-huh. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now. Now. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo. Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Oh, God. Welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000, and we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We've got Shay, we got Jack, we got you for a three hour ride on this Deal Breakers Thursday with open phone lines for you. 312. 332 ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. And Cap, at the end of the show, it pays to listen to all three hours of Cap and J-Hood, if you can, on the ESPN Chicago app or live here on ESPN 1000, because at the end of the show, we had a show bet. It's one thing to be able to entertain and inform, but it's also good to be able to put money in the pockets of Cap and J-Hood Nation, and we did that yesterday. Snorlin gets all the credit, man. He came in and said, hey, show bet. We're playing the 0-26 Detroit Mercy Titans. And 0-26. 0-26. I'm not playing that. I go, I'm not betting on them. Take that. He's like, they're laying five and a half. They're favored at 0-26 because they're playing the equally, in fact, more awful I-U-P-U-I Jaguars. Really putting the P-U in that name yeah. last night, yeah. too. Ooey Pooey Pooey was 2-24 two, uh, two or something? 6-20. and 20. Oh, yeah. sorry. 6-20. and 20. In the bottom of the horizon with Detroit. And we bet it. So I bet a crisp $110 to win $100. hmm Figuring if I win that, I got an idea what I'm going to do with the $100 of profit. Eighty-one sixty-six later, winner, winner, chicken dinner. I then took the hundred. I have fifty on the bear at forty to one to win the Super Bowl, and fifty on the bear at sixteen to one to win the NFC title. Take wow. that. All right. So, which way you want to? Uh, let me just finish the thought about Detroit Mercy. Then, okay. So, first of all, for someone that spent a lot of time in the Horizon League, the UIC Flames now are in the, um, the Missouri Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, spent a lot of time at Detroit Mercy doing road games. and um, Callahan Hall, baby. Sparse crowd, baby. Uh, yes. and so not many people there. There was a time Detroit Boy was so difficult to play. My God, they used to be a really tough team, a tough out when it came to the Rising League. But under Mike Davis, the head coach, the former uh, Indiana product many, many years ago, he's been with that team for a long time, Cap. And he's going through it tough. And it was in a lot of different places. Click on Detroit, a couple other places that said that this would be the best opportunity for Detroit Mercy to be able to win a, a basketball game. If they're going to win one, it'll be this one against Ui Pui. And they went going away, won that game. An easy bet. It was comfortable. If you, if you rode with us at the end of this show, you know that that was a nice, comfortable bet and money in your pocket. So congratulations to Shea for pointing that out yesterday. Yes, he gets all the credit. And then I wasn't watching the game. I'm like, I'm not watching this game. And I get a text from Snorling, our group text. 
and it says, Detroit is shooting the lights out. Isn't that what you texted, yeah, Shay? that's exactly what he did. And I went, oh, let me grab the score app here. Hang on a minute. Oh, you know that blue like uh, app with the yellow S? Mm-hmm. I go right there. Bam, college basketball. There we go. Oh, we're thumping them. Looking good. Eighty-one sixty-six. And the funny part about this is, if you, you, I mean, it's all over social media. Look at the end of the game. That awesome court storming from the fans <laughs> out there at Detroit Mercy. <laughs> One, One guy. guy. <laughs> ah! One guy but runs they won out the there. Title. I mean, there's no security there. I mean, if it is, they have already they're already dead. Okay, yeah, from, yeah. from the Vitalia. So there's no security in there. There's one guy. It's just so funny. I believe the show does sports there as well. One guy runs to the court. Oh, yeah! We won. Won. A, a game. <laughs> but, he was the, but I woke up and I turned the TV on and I put uh, SportsCenter on. The first thing I see <laughs> is the highlight on the one guy walking onto the court with his arms in the air. <laughs> because you're 1 in 26. <laughs> that guy put the 1 in 1 in 26. By being the only one out there, and as the Detroit Mercy Titans win the game, outstanding. This is a great example, hoodie, of how important it is to have a pair of stones. Yeah, when you're betting some games, because two people who work at this station texted me yesterday. Mm. They heard the show bet Tyler Rocky and our guy Justin Pottinger who fills in on here occasionally. Yes, they heard the show bet, and they both texted at five fifty eight. Can't hit the button. I'm too scared. Oh, my God. That sucker was covering from 90 seconds into the game until the very end. You could have laid up in a rocking chair with a lemonade. There was no reason to sweat ever. I called my bro. I said, hey, Shea gave me a good play. Play Detroit Mercy. He said, who? I said, Detroit. He said, what's their record? 0-26. He goes, I don't bet on bad teams. I said, you bet on the Bears. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly right. So he opted out of betting the game. He just left it to the side. 81-66, Dr. Brew. Take that. It was 11-0 two minutes into the game. They were never not covering. Let's go back in time. The exciting finish of this one, Detroit Mercy. Against IUPUI. This is how it sounded on ESPN. Team without a win in the nation. Marcus Tankersley dribbles it out. And that one is for you, 24. 81 to 66. Your final score here today. There you go. off the buzzer. It sounds like a high school <laughs> swim meet. <laughs> There's six people in there. You can hear the echo off every individual seat. The voice of the Detroit Mercy Titans did a horrible job there. Oh, was, oh, a horrible oh. job. And I know he's new. I know that's his, like, I think it's his third year. Horrible. And here's why. Now, this guy's trying to, he's using Detroit Mercy to get a better job at some point in time. I'm thinking you're in the Horizon League. That's not bad. I was in the Horizon League. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's not bad. Mm-hmm. But to, to call it like you've won 20 games this year, like it's a fait accompli, is nonsense. I would have been jumping out of the booth with the first win of the season. Are you kidding me? Titans win! Titans win! Titans win! The old Howard Cosell, you say it three times. 
Correct. I mean, Cap, are you kidding me? Jack, you know what? Don't worry about me, the old grizzled veteran. Jack. Jack. In that scenario, Mizzou guy, broadcasting professional. Jack, first win of the season, and it's February 14th. How are you calling that? Aren't you doing a better job? Do a critique. Go ahead. Give me your thoughts. Give me my thoughts. Well, first off, that might happen for Mizzou. They haven't won a conference game yet this year. (laughs) It's been been just as bad over there. But, no, you have to be jumping out. I'm giving a do you believe in miracles at that one. Mm -hmm. You see that? Do you believe in miracles? Our long national nightmare is over. Yes. Titans win. I mean, horrible job by this guy. Team without a win in the nation. Marcus Tankersley dribbles it out, and that one is for you, 24. Who's 24? 81 to 66. Your final score here today. Horrible. Horrible. Horrible call. I would have called him in as his, if I was his Danny Zetterman. Yes. What's that guy's name? I don't know. Just said, uh, <laughs> a broadcaster du jour. Vanilla broadcaster of the day. We got to have a talk here. Are you kidding me? You haven't won in 26 straight, and that's the best you got for me. Horrendous. Horrendous. Cap, you, longtime broadcaster, would have been yell- would have been jumping on the table. Can I you- would have been screaming, take that. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> you, you take would- that. <laughs> I mean, you would have been all over it, man. Titans win. 81 66. Take that. Oh, by the way, shout out to Shay Norling and the crew down in Chicago for betting. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Shay Norling in Chicago knew that we we're going to win. He took the five and a half. Oh, sorry. Can't, can't say that. We were big news today in Chicago. <laughs> Here, take a listen to this. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. You don't assume just like it's not just a walk in the park. You've lost your ass the entire season. And the time runs down, and 8166, your final postgame show next on the Titan Network. No, absolutely not. Jack, write that down. Never call it like that, for God's sakes. Holy cow. Emotion, passion. Horrendous. Horrendous. So that means, Shay, that you're going to have to hunt and peck if there's something else that's out there for our listeners. Because when I was at um, Bradley yesterday, because I came back from Peoria, uh, a bad loss for UIC. We didn't didn't fare well there. Again, now 0-7 in Carver Arena. Um, kids tried hard, especially in the second half. They just couldn't pull the nose up and, and get it done and, to uh, win the ball game. We, I had four listeners of ours in Peoria, and they came up to me and said, Detroit Titans, huh? And they're, I, didn't, I didn't know what was going on in the game. All I saw is the text while I was doing the play-by-play from Shea saying that, hey, they're shooting the lights out. I said, okay, maybe Detroit Mercy's going to – because I'm focused on our game. I didn't even know the score. And then fans are coming up to the second level. We're, we're not on the floor because it's really a hockey arena at, the, at that uh, arena, the Peoria Civic Center of Carver Arena. We're on the second level, and they're coming up to the table, giving a thumbs up. Detroit Mercy, huh? Take that, doing that. So we have four best. listeners that came up that did that. The in, best. Including uh, Ross, who you know also, from Peoria, came up. He gave us $5, by the way, for birdiesbookbank.org. Love it. So thank you, Ross, for that. Got to put that money in the coffers, but that's for Darren. Ross is the guy with the Amish beard. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you can, yes, you can say Amish beard. Yes. Yeah, yes. he has the beard with no mustache. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly right. Doesn't he? Yes. Yeah, that guy comes up and says hello every year when I'm down there. Yes. Yep. So it's uh, really cool that they came up and listened, and I think we put money in the pockets of people down there, too, Cap. 
love in, it. in Peoria. I love it. So that's cool. Rock and roll, baby. So congratulations, Detroit Mercy. Team without a win in the nation. Marcus Tankersley dribbles it out. And that one is for you, 24. Now, maybe you know, maybe he's just shell-shocked. That very well could be, too. But, I mean... You Who do- on earth is 24? Cap brought up a good point. Who's 24? I don't know. Bad call. I don't know. That one is for you. Who's? He doesn't have an analyst, obviously. No. Can't afford one. <laughs> Are you available? You want to go in there and do, no. the, do the color? No, I've worked in that building before. <laughs> so, so have I. You can still see, by the way, Jack, you haven't been to Detroit Mercy. It is in a, it's ensconced in a neighborhood in, in Detroit, in a neighborhood, and you can still see the, the embers and the, the smoke billowing from an ashtray that was once done by Dick Vitale. A, a cigarette that he once smoked, you can still see that, by the way. Cap's been there. The smoke billowing from a cigarette from 1975. It's built like it's 1975. You go into like a little cage where you park. Is that right, Cap? Yeah, it's correct. A little cage? Yeah, it's... uh... Oh, for God's sakes. I could. I turned my cough button on. Go ahead. Anyway, it's... uh, Harry? It's not the... um... It's the right way to put this. (laughs) Not the most... uh... Creature Comfort uh, Arena. No, it is not. It's right. It's built right there in the neighborhood. Correct. When I first, when we first rolled in there, there was a guy that was working on his Ford underneath the, his, and he he rolled out from underneath his Ford and waved at the bus. He was working on his oil, I think, and he rolled out from underneath there. So, uh, uh, right in an eclectic neighborhood, right there where Detroit Mercy is. Oh, Pretty eclectic. Cool. That's awfully generous. Yeah. See. Try to be nice. <laughs> Try to be nice. That's it. <laughs> I had friends that went to school there. I said, you better don't wander off campus. <laughs> so, and they've had some really good players in that yeah, program. Yeah. So, and, anyway. All right. right. Enough Detroit basketball. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number coming up. What should the Bears' strategy be with the ninth pick? Now, we talk so much about the number one pick and what the Bears could do at one. But what about nine? No, it's funny. We talked to Waddle about this yesterday. We want to get your thoughts on the strategy that the Bears could be able to put in place for the number nine pick for the first round of the draft. Cap and Jay Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports. Cap and Jay Hood are back. We are back, baby. We are back. We are back. Classic. On Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. It's the Captain Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. So glad you're with us here on this Thursday. It's a Deal Breakers Thursday here on the Captain Jay Hood Morning Show. We have Deal Breakers coming your way at 835 right here on the home of the Bears. So, you know, there's been so much focus, Cap, on what the Bears are going to do at one. Is it going to be Caleb Williams and will Justin Fields be around? All these question marks about one. But I did ask Waddle yesterday during our Waddle Wednesday segment, uh, every Wednesday at 830, I asked him specifically, I said, Tom, what do you want to do at nine? And I, I don't know if he was taken aback or maybe he hasn't talked a lot about it on his show with uh, Sylvie every afternoon. But he was talking about a wide receiver in that spot at nine. Now, of course, we have like three or four mock drafts right in front of us, Cap. And all the mock drafts that we have has Caleb Williams at one. But when you scroll down and go past the Giants and the Tennessee Titans and you get to the Bears at nine, I mean, it's almost universal. Many think that a Dunze, the wide receiver four uh, from Washington, uh, will be there at nine if the Bears want him. 
And I'm just thinking for whoever the quarterback is, it's about weapons. It's one thing to have DJ Moore on one side, but we, you and I both feel that Darnell Mooney will be out this season. So you've got to be able to supply whoever the quarterback is with enough talent. A Dunze could be that guy at nine. Yeah, I don't believe a Dunze will be there at nine. Everybody that I trust that I've asked believe the three top receivers will all be off the board by nine, before nine. That means you're going to have Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, Potentially J.J. McCarthy, who a lot of people are saying could go top six, top seven. Uh, but that's four quarterbacks. You're going to have the three receivers. That's seven. So is Brock Bowers there? Probably. Probably sitting there. Joe Alt, the left tackle from Notre Dame, the highest rated offensive lineman. He's going to be on the board potentially when the Bears pick. So there's going to be good players. But they want a receiver. They want an A-level receiver, somebody who's as good as DJ or better. That's what they're looking for. You, know, you said that maybe the receivers would all be gone before you get to the nine pick, or the top receivers would be gone before nine. Okay, so so are you saying that Tennessee would rather go with a wide receiver than, say, Alt at offensive tackle at seven? Would you say that Atlanta needs a wide receiver, or do they need a quarterback like like uh, a hobo needs a ham sandwich. Well, I mean, again, we're talking about you say the receivers could be gone. There's a lot of other needs for some of these teams. No question about it. Atlanta has to, and they've said, Arthur Blank, the owner, just came out and said, we're going to have to figure out what we're doing at quarterback first. Mm-hmm. But is that Justin Fields? Is that drafting J.J. McCarthy or Jaden Daniels? Is that a bold move up the draft board? I don't know where they're going to go. Because I don't think any of the top quarterbacks are there when they pick at eight. So let's take a look at it then. So we, could we agree that in the first three of this draft, which is the Bears, the Washington Commanders, and the New England Patriots, they can all go for a quarterback, one, two, three. So Williams, May, Daniels, in some order. Sure. Yeah, that absolutely could happen. Absolutely could happen. Okay, so we go to four for the Arizona Cardinals. And so they need a game changer. Marvin Harrison would be there at four. Would they take him? I think they would if they could. For for Murray, he needs somebody. Right. It sounds like they're not going to move on from Kyler Murray because the contract is so onerous. They got so much money tied up in that guy that they're not going to move on from him. So then you go with the Chargers, and they're kind of a new-look Chargers because we're talking about Jim Harbaugh. And so they need, they need corner. They need defensive line help. They need a tight end. They just need more weapons for Herbert. So is that is that Bowers? You go corner or defensive line in that spot? They might go receiver right there. Could. Now you have Rashawn Slater, who's a really good tackle. Mm-hmm. Do you take him and move him to right and draft Alt and move him to left? Do you draft Alt and put him at right, leave Slater at left? You could do a lot. You or get- do they take um, Bowers? No, Malik Neighbors. Yeah. So that so now we start going into the wide receivers, right, Cap? So now if you're the Giants, okay, you look at the Giants, and so here's a Giants team that is going to look for a quarterback at some point. Now maybe not in the first round, but they'll need a quarterback, offensive line help for protection, and a wide receiver. That could be a wide receiver there at six as well for the Giants. More, like, a, like a Neighbors. Correct. And, you know, some people have said the Bears should trade up. Unless you're moving – Justin Fields and the ninth pick to get up to get one of the three receivers, whoever that is. I don't see how you're getting one. 
depending on the board for the Titans, offensive line help and uh, help in the secondary. Wide receiver, I'm sure, is on their list, too. I don't know what their board looks like, and that feels that doesn't feel like a, a solid foundation for a team, the Titans. That sounds like a couple of steps back to move forward to me because you don't have the quarterback in place. You d- well, they think it's Will Levis. Well. And they're not drafting one. By all accounts, they, they like Will Levis, and they're going to go with him. So protect his blind side. You probably go alt if he's there at seven. Right, because they drafted Skaronsky last year. Mm-hmm. So he's playing guard. So you go get a tackle. Now you got two good young pieces on your offensive line. So now it gets a little murky because we talk about Atlanta. And, and of course, the, all the conversation is Atlanta needs a quarterback. They could trade for Justin Fields or whomever at the quarterback position. They need that yesterday. And so there's, there's a quarterback spot there. And then at nine, I'm just saying that as we break all this down, Adunze could be there at nine depending on if one of these teams that we're talking about, specifically Atlanta, if they trade down or, or tr- make a trade for a quarterback – Maybe they'd get out of that, and now Dunze could be there at nine for the Bears. So somebody I trust who works in the league, who's been a friend, said to me yesterday, would you stop thinking you're getting a first high first-round pick for Justin? He said, people in the league aren't as high on him as you guys all are in Chicago. I said, well, there's going to be multiple teams that need a quarterback. That drives the value up. We didn't say that. He's talking no, no. about not us, yeah. but the narrative, like Mel Kuyper saying you could maybe get eight. He said, no, this guy would be stunned. So let's go back. Let's, just, let's quote Adam Schefter. Schefter said he would not, he would not be surprised if the Bears got a, a first-round draft pick for Justin. Yeah, this guy said to me, unless you have multiple teams and maybe Pittsburgh goes, all right, give us your three and Justin will give you 20. He goes, could that happen? Maybe. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're not getting the eighth pick for Justin Fields. No chance. Yeah, I understand. I, yeah, I, I want to make sure that's clear that it was not said by you and I. We're, just, we're playing the sound from Mel Kuyper and from Adam Schefter saying that there's a possibility that the Bears can be able to get a first-round draft pick. The first the conversation went, could they get second-round draft capital for Justin Fields? And then Schefter said, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they can get a one. Right, and Kuy- you said Kuyper was the first yes. to say, I think they could maybe get eight. This guy, I talked to you yesterday, he said he'd be stunned. And you know what I told you about that? I told you that, uh, you know, I listened to Schefter. Not saying that I would, I'm dissing Kuiper. I'm just saying Kuiper's a draft guru, and I listen to Schefter because he's firmly entrenched with all these teams on exactly what they could want for a Justin Fields. Kuiper's a draft guru. All right, over there with the draft. Let's listen to Schefter and some of these other guys that's closer to the situation. Yeah. It's not a diss. It's just like I'm just going by what uh you know what Schefter has done so oh so it was this definitely i think i think they might get a one i think it would be limited to a certain extent but it really doesn't matter if it would be limited because if there were just a couple of teams and i think there could be then that's all it takes so you know it doesn't take something where you need 18 teams all vying for services if there are a couple and like i said i think there could be uh, then, then it becomes something that becomes relevant, and we'll see whether or not it happens. Do you believe they would get a second round pick for Justin Fields? Definitely, definitely, I, definitely. I think I think they might get a one. Really, I do. Yeah. 
who may be willing to give up that one if you had to spin the wheel and make it stop somewhere? I, well, just look at all the teams that need quarterbacks, put them all on a piece of paper. And, <laughs> I mean, you, 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 you give me a team that quarterback. So you would not give the list of, uh, of teams, Cap, but I think it's pretty clear which teams would undo that. But looking at the number nine pick, though, you know, should the Bears be willing to trade up from the ninth pick to guarantee getting the wide receiver that they want? Now, that would not be... Uh, that would not be Marvin Harrison, even though I'd love for that to be, because to me, that's a sure thing. But what if it, do they, you think the Bears have to trade up to get like an Adunze? I'm, I'm not thinking they need to, but neighbors, I think they would have to. Because if I'm ranking them, it's Harrison neighbors two, Adunze three. Agreed. Uh, I'm not convinced Adunze will be there at nine. I'm not. I mean, I, we just went through the, the needs of these teams. And, again, we don't know their draft boards. Okay, Chicago's taking a quarterback, we believe. Yes. Washington's taking a quarterback, we believe. Yeah. New England's taking a quarterback, we believe. Yes. That's three That's, picks. Yes. Okay, Marvin Harrison goes at four. We believe, yes. The Chargers are five. Yes. Okay, they could absolutely take a receiver and move on from one of their veteran guys that makes a ton of money. Absolutely they could. They could. Okay, so that would probably be Malik Neighbors. The Giants openly have said we got to get receiving help. There goes Adunze. All three receivers are gone at six. Gone. Yeah, Field Yates had all three of them gone in the top seven picks yesterday. Chargers took Joe Walt, but Neighbors off at six and Adunze at seven. The Titans have also been kind of open. They're going to take a receiver. So because of that, the question is, do you think that the Bears would be willing to trade up uh, from the ninth pick to get one of these wide receivers, and I then, don't. And then what's and then what's the cost for that? The cost is prohibitive. Prohibitive. Mm-hmm. You don't have your second round pick to go from nine to what do you have to go to four, five to get a receiver? And because uh, and and because of that, now you don't turn a blind eye to Shea when he's asked several times, "Do you think the Bears should look into getting Mike Evans?" No, thank you. Because what I'm what I'm saying is is like if you can't get the a top level wide receiver mm-hmm. in this first round, you can't trade for it. You're not willing to trade for it. You're not willing to trade any capital for it. Then that means it needs to be a bookend veteran wide receiver. To me, who knows if you're getting another? T- you know, I, I don't want I don't want a 31 year old Mike Evans for stupid money. Okay, well, I don't. There's there's other there's other names out there. I'm just saying that if you if you can't get the wide receiver that you want at nine, mm-hmm. then you're going to have to acquire it. Because at least you got at least with that veteran, there's production. I think that will work along with you're, DJ Moore. You're telling me I can't find a receiver in the third round. You, can get, you do that too. You do both. Yeah, I. Other than quarterback, I have to fix my offensive line, period. I have got to get an elite center, and I would like to add an upgrade at left tackle if it's possible. I ha- That, first and foremost, I got this young quarterback, or Justin, and I can't protect him? I mean, the Green Bay game, Justin got the living H beaten out of him. Yep. Through no fault of his own, that offensive line had a horrible day. So, please... Fix the O line, Mr. Poles. No, there's no doubt about that, Cap. I'm just I'm saying that you have to be able to do multiple things here, especially when you have the Bears at these lofty goals, these lofty heights. If they're gonna make the playoffs as you think that they will, then you need to be able to have more than what you have. Like you're gonna run it back with with uh, Tyler Scott? 
Oh, he'll be back. But he's not going to be counted out as a starter. Well, that's the, my, my point is, though, and because of that, you need to be able to acquire a wide receiver. If you're not going to get one of the top guys and you've got to go up in the draft and get one, you better find one on the other side of D.J. Moore. He gets doubled in. Who, who else is there? Commit. I mean, T. Higgins is going to cost you $20 million. Yeah. You want D- Danielle, uh, Danielle Hunter? You want to keep Jalen Johnson? You can't spend 20 on everybody. You can't. So let's talk about this. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. If you're on hold, you will be on the air as we ask you, should the Bears be willing to trade up from the ninth pick to guarantee getting a wide receiver? We'll take your phone calls on that. Shot or no shot at 8 o'clock. All part of the mix on a Deal Breakers Thursday on Cap'n J. Hood. Here's today's headlines Headline with Cap'n J. Hood. 7 a.m. hour brought to you by the Combat Energy Efficiency Program. Tragedy in Kansas City. Shots were fired at the Chiefs' victory parade yesterday, leaving one dead, 21 injured, eight injuries being reported as life-threatening. At least 11 of those injured were between the ages of 6 and 15. Say a prayer, please. The Bulls had a difficult road loss against Cleveland last night. 108-105. Kobe White had 32 in the game but could not hit a game-tying three at the buzzer. Bulls fall to 9-24 and 24 against opponents playing 500 or better basketball. The Pistons' Isaiah Stewart arrested for punching Phoenix Sun Center Drew Eubanks in the arena hours before their game. Stewart was cited and released. Blackhawks play the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight at 7.30 p.m. Northwestern will play Rutgers tonight in New Jersey. The Kitty Cats, three-and-a-half-point underdogs on the road. She. Cap and Jay Hood are back. I want to thank both you guys, man, for the great season of Bears information. And I just want to say I appreciate you guys and I love the show. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. I almost said Jay Moore, but it's Jack. Or Shay. Yeah, Dory. So I just grabbed Shay. First thing that popped in my head. The Cap and Jay Hood morning show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Hope you have a great Thursday morning as we're with you till 10 o'clock. And then Mike Greenberg comes in at 10. Carmen Yurko, 12 to 3. It is uh, Waddle and Connor as uh, Connor will be in for Sylvie from 3 to 5.15. Right into the aforementioned Northwestern basketball as they take on Rutgers. 5.15 pregame with Dave Bennett right here on for your home for sports, ESPN 1000. 312-332-3776, our phone number. Cap and I have been talking about nine. We've been wearing... The conversation out about one and Caleb Williams. I know some people don't want to see this cap. They don't want to see the day that the draft happens and the Bears take a quarterback at one. But you know what? You can't fight City Hall. Whatever Ryan Poles wants to do, it's going to happen at one. But at nine is intriguing as well. I'm interested in nine as I am as at one cap because I like to see what else the Bears are going to look for. The Bears need to have a wide receiver, but they also need offensive line help. Uh, you want to be able to bolster some holes on your depth chart. And so we're just asking you, should the Bears be willing to trade up from the ninth pick to guarantee a wide receiver? So ultimately, we're asking how urgent is the wide receiver spot in the first round for the Bears? Let's go to the phone lines to talk to you. We will say hello to Mike and Rosemont on the Cap and J-Hood Morning Show. Mike, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. What's up, buddy? I, I, I was just listening to you talk about Mike Evans, and Cap, it's you who always says, it's not my money, let them do what they want to do, have at it. Okay, if it's not your money, then let the Bears do what they feel is best for the team. Well, yeah, that's obviously that's going to happen. They're going to do what they think is best. I wouldn't sign a 31-year-old guy 
for 20 plus million a year. I would not. Okay. Now, having said that, if they do sign Mike Evans or bring him in, whatever, are you still going to bring him in, uh, 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 root for him, or still wish they would have signed somebody else, even if he has a monster year? What do you mean? I don't know what you mean. Okay, if, if they bring in Mike Evans, mm-hmm. and he has a monster year to go along with DJ Moore, uh-huh. I mean, are you still are you uh, glad, or you still wish they would have signed someone else? Or, I, I don't know, dude. If you're lining up at wide receiver and you make a bunch of catches, I'm glad they brought you in. All I want is the Bears to freaking win. I'm tired of being a punchline like I am or was with the Cubs up till 2016. I don't care who they draft, develop. I have my opinions. I get paid to do that. Right. But if they bring you in, guess what? Mike from Rosemont is our guy. We've given him $20 million a year. I hope they know what they're doing. I hope Mike is you know, in good shape and he's working hard and he can run and catch and take hits. That's all I care about. If if, if it's going to mean getting us to that, that parade down Michigan Avenue, I'm all for it. You mean you're all for being the wide receiver, Mike? So that's good. If, if if Mike Evans is going to be a reason that got us that that trophy or that, that parade down Michigan Avenue, yeah, I'm all for it. All right, Mike. Exactly. I don't care where they come from or who they play for. Mike, we appreciate the telephone call. No, I, I've always been of the opinion that again, it's up to Ryan Poles to do what's best for the Chicago Bears. Agree. And I'm not going to yeah, listen. If it doesn't work, we'll be the first one to say, "Hey, this acquisition, this draft pick, did not work." But when we take a look at the wide receivers, and it, again, that is a need for the team, but there's other needs on this football team as well. We're talking about Mike Evans at the top of that list as far as wide receivers are concerned at the age of 30. Uh, Calvin Ridley is 29. Mm-hmm. He's on that list. Gabe, Gabe Davis is on that list from Buffalo. DJ Chark is on that list from Charlotte, uh, from Carolina. Um, Josh Reynolds, T. Higgins, we talk about. He's just 25. And you haven't even mentioned one of the ones USA Today has rated higher than Mike Evans. Michael Pittman Jr. from Indianapolis. Yep. He had 109 catches this year. 1,152 receiving yards. 6'4", 223. That guy's a beast. Yeah. Out of this uh, UFA list, Pittman has the most receptions. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Evans has the most touchdowns with 13 last year, but Pittman was more shorthanded with Indianapolis, and this is amongst a couple of quarterbacks he had to deal with last year. 100% I would be interested in Mike Pittman. I think they're going to end up tagging him if they can't get a deal done. you got a young quarterback coming back in Anthony Richardson. Why are you letting your number one receiver leave? T. Higgins looks great, though, at age 25. He's a beast. He, he hasn't even scratched the surface of what he could really do. That would be amazing on the other side of DJ Moore. I'd love that. He is a beast. Then, then of course, there's Odell Beckham Jr., who, uh, who's 31 and is connected now to Kim Kardashian. Have you seen that over the Super Bowl weekend? They're dating. Who is? The wide receiver list we were talking about. But d- dating Kim Kardashian? Yep. I did not hear that. Yep. Wow. They're kicking it now. Wow. Mm-hmm. And Lars is back on the market, too. That's correct. Wow. So your, your thoughts on Odell Beckham Jr. becoming a bear and no bringing thanks. Kim Kardashian to Chicago? Hard pass. Could you imagine? Hard pass. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> whoa, Kim Kardashian? No, I'll pass. <sighs> not interested. Three. Not interested. I'm not a big OBJ guy since the injury. He's okay. Mm-hmm. He's not great. No right. thanks. Yes. And that, that's a veteran that's out there. 
I, and by the way, you don't have to pay him a lot, though. You know, he'll take crypto. 312-332-3776. screwed that one up once. <laughs> the Rams said, I have no money, but here's some crypto you can have to try to get a Super Bowl ring. And OBJ said, yes. Cool. Pay me in crypto. Yeah, I, and something. at one point, it looked like he made a brilliant decision, and then it tanked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, back to the phone lines we go. We say hello to Darren in Haywood, Iowa, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. Hey, Darren, good morning. Hey, good morning, Jay Hood and Cap. Hey, hey by some chance, if Roma Duzier and uh, Malik Neighbors is not there at nine, the guy I really like, and that's Brock Bowers out of Georgia. Now, he very well could be there. But like Cap was saying, we need an offensive lineman maybe. Yeah. Um, Joe Alt would probably be the best one. I would take either one of those guys. What are your thoughts? Well, I'm a, I'm a Georgia guy, so I know Brock Bowers is uh, amazing. Uh, and we knew that a few years ago. I mean, he, I mean, you talk about He's a, stud. a safety valve. You need someone. If you're in trouble, give it to Bowers because he makes guys miss, Cap. It's, just one, it's not just... Oh, another tight end, a bruising tight end that can knock guys over. He makes guys miss. And so he's only going to get bigger in that body. He was such um, a force for Georgia for his time there with the Bulldogs. And as Waddle said after his freshman year, can we get him now? No, Tom, you have to wait a couple more years. Bowers is going to be a, a force, I believe, in the league. He would be an amazing addition with Cole Komet. What a tight end room you'd have there. Oh. Plus... He's more of a Travis Kelsey-style player, a Kittle-style player. There's rumors that San Francisco could move on from Kittle, who said at the Super Bowl, I'm not going to rule out me playing for the Bears. It was my favorite team. I mean, I don't know what it would cost to get him in trade. If it's between Kittle and Bowers, give me Kittle. Of course. Of course, you want the, the guy with the, the, the veteran that's been there and done that, guy that's a winner? Absolutely. I, you know me too, Hoodie. I'm... I'm kind of against spending a top 10 pick on a tight end when you already have one who was top 10 in receiving yards on the roster and making $15 a year. Is he really a tight end? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Am I going to split him out wide every down? He's not a wide receiver. I I wish the Bears were so so far along that they could get a tight end at that spot at nine, but they're just not far enough to be able to spend that kind of draft capital on a tight end. It's such a luxury pick when yeah. you need a, uh, somebody on your offensive line, when you need a pass rusher, when you need a defensive tackle. To take a tight end top 10 when you already have Komet, I, just, I don't know that I could stomach it. Yeah. And I like Bowers. I yeah. think Bowers could be a good player. It's just I don't think it's the best use of that asset. Yeah, at some point, I mean, he's gonna, when he gets in the league, he'll help some team. More than likely not the Bears. Bears, as we've laid out, so many other needs on this football team. Believe me, as someone that's seen a lot of Bulldogs come through this, uh, through Lake Forest, it'd be cool. But, I mean, I'm so concerned about the protection of the quarterback, the offensive line. It's job, yeah. it's job one, actually. Yeah, I'll push back on Shea, and I like George Kittle. Really good player. George Kittle is th- going to be 31 this season. Yeah. 31 years of age. I don't know. No, but he'll be 32 he, for the parade, though. He'll be 32 when the, the Bears win the Super Bowl. He, he came into the league in 2020 at the age of 27. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize he was that old. And he's going to make $13.4 million this year, 14.4 next year, and then he's a free agent. All right, I need you I'll to, take Brock Bowers. I need you to put the abacus down for a second and just mm-hmm. look at the talent. Is the talent not worth it? 
for 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 a team. Also, honestly, the age works in my favor a little bit because you're not going to spend a first or a second round pick to get him. You know he's you know Kittle's a hell of a ball. player. He's a really good ball player. Yeah, really good. He didn't have the greatest year this year. He did not. He had a good year. That's the old spread the wealth offense. Correct. <laughs> Everybody ate in San Francisco. But I would. Brock Bowers is a really, really good freaking player. Really good. Oh, no, no question. You and know, how old I know. is he? 22? Yeah, you know, listen, for someone who's watched every snap of Georgia football, I know how good he is. Tough year for Kittle. All he did was lead tight ends in receiving yards. 3 1 2. Okay. 3 3 2. 65 e- catches. ESPN 3 3 2. <laughs> All he did was have the most yards in the league at his position. Rough he's gonna, year. He's going to be 31. 3 7 7 6. Yeah, I'm not. I, if I can get a 22-year-old, Brock, 21-year-old, mm-hmm. 21, just turned 21 in December. Yeah, I. as opposed to a guy I've got for two years who's going to be 32 years of age, yeah, I'll take Brock Bowers. If you're on hold, you will be on the air. Also, NFL Films from the Super Bowl only makes Kyle Shanahan look even worse. We'll get to that as well as we move forward on a Thursday morning on Cap'n J. Hood. Cap and Jay Hood are back. Glad to hear both of you guys back. Uh, Happy New Year to both of you. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Tell you something. What's that? George Kittle's a really good player. I've never said he's not. He was 10th in catches. He's got like 28 million owed over the next two years. He's going to be 31 years of age. I'll take Brock Bowers, who's 21. 21! That's fine. Look, look. you're just preaching the choir here. You know how I feel about him and that Georgia program. Right. I I know how great. I mean, out of the box, I was like, who is this guy? I get him on a rookie deal. Get it? And I don't have to pay a 31-year-old guy who's a good player. Again. Don't tell me I never said he wasn't a good player. He is. Would you take him at nine? Brock Bowers? Yeah. Depends who's on the board. Because that's our topic. <laughs> it's like, what, what do you do at nine? Right. Depends who's on the board. Uh, I mean, listen, I, I love Brock Bowers. I love George Kittle, too. I just want good players, man. I, I love that George Kittle speaks highly of the Chicago Bears. He did. He said at the Super Bowl, I cannot rule out that I would not play for the Bears at some point in my career. That's cool. That's cool for him to Super say. cool. Um, I don't want him to do it at 33 and 34. I'll, do, I'll take it right now. Take him now and then win the Super Bowl next year or in a couple of years. I mean, I'm giving him to you for a fifth-round pick. You're going to give up significant capital. Mm-hmm. Won't be a first. So, we'll see. I would think he stays there, but they got cap issues. It's a fine conversation, but I think we, all of us as a show knows, boy, the Bears still have holes to fill. No question. I mean, on free agency, draft, and again, it's about the protection of whoever the quarterback is. I mean, it's still fresh in my mind how many sacks that uh, Justin Fields had to take, not just because he held the ball too long, but because the offensive line was leaky. And who's going to snap the ball if Brock Bowers is the, is the tight end for the Bears? Who's going to give him the ball? 312-332-3776. Our friend Jim Miller said, hey, do you think the commanders would be willing to trade from 2-1 to one and in the deal, give up Terry McLaurin. Now you've got the other wide receiver, star, with DJ Moore, and then you get Drake May. He's on NFL radio. So can't he have his own opinion? Hawthorne, Jim. I don't care where he's from. North Carolina. Hawthorne Racecourse, Charlotte, Jim Miller. Yeah, the old Bears quarterback. 
Charlotte, North Carolina. No. Woo! Listening on the ESPN Chicago app. Here's John on Cap and J Hood. John, good morning. What's up, boys? Good morning. How you doing? Oh, good. What's up? Not much. I got a question for you. I, I talked to Waddle yesterday about this, and I, I want to see what you guys think. Right. So, real quick about that nice about the nice pick. I agree with Cap. I think we need to address the line first. I think we can get some talent, receiver talent, um, like in the second uh, second round. I know there's a lot of guys like Puka Nakua and different guys that um, have come from those later picks um, that ha- had a lot of recent success here. Recently, so I think we can get some. Um, we can get a good receiver down the line. Um, but I have so I'm a I'm a draft a QB sympathizer, and I kind of want to contextualize my argument in the form of a question. Um, for example, so looking at a mock draft, Washington Commanders at two, they're projected to take Drake May. Do you think they would give us their number two pick for Justin Fields? What are you out of your mind? No, no, I agree. Okay, do you think at eight Atlanta would give us their number eight pick instead of taking Jaden Daniels? Do you think they would give us their number eight pick for Justin Fields? No, Jaden Daniels won't be there at eight either, by the way. And J.J. McCarthy's projected to go 12 to Denver. Do you think Denver would give us their number 12 pick for Justin Fields? No. Okay, do you think any of those three teams would give us their pick for Caleb Williams? Yes. So doesn't that tell you everything you need to know for the people, for the keep Justin guys? I mean, your draft, your draft pick is capital. That's money. You put your money where your mouth is. And those teams would not give us their pick for Justin Fields, but they would give it for Caleb Williams. I mean, damn. I understand your rationale. You also have to understand Justin's going to get paid here quickly, and Caleb's on a five-year rookie deal. That also matters in this, but you are correct in your analysis. That proves our point even more. That proves the point right there because we're we're up against that same decision-making process. No, we would have to pay him. Another team would have to pay him, so they're like, no, I'd rather not pay him. I'd rather give me Jaden Daniels, you know. So that kind of helps to prove the point. That the top pick is better than what Fields can bring to the Bears, right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly you're what you're exactly saying. correct. Yeah. He's right. Yeah. He just laid it out there. He did. Yep. And and the whole contractual thing, the Justin Fields fan club does not want to acknowledge that that is part of the deal here. Mm-hmm. Again, Justin's not a bad player. We've never said that. Nope. We just believe it's time to reset the room and. Swing for greatness. And allocate that money to other places. Correct. Instead of paying through the nose for Justin Fields, in which you're still asking questions. Correct. So if I said to you all of a sudden, wow, we got who at center? Wow, we got the number one guy in free agent. Good. Like him a lot. Oh, wow. We got T. Higgins or whoever it is, or we drafted this guy. Wow. Hey, we added another piece on the defensive line like Donnell Hunter. Let's go. In two minutes, we give you shot or no shot on Chicago's Home for Sports.